3: I'm Stephanie Shelton, CNBC. The biggest jump for the Dow since April as stocks reacted to news that China-U.S. trade talks will resume in Washington. Walmart's soaring sales in the last quarter also helped. The Dow rose 396 points, NASDAQ up 32, and the S&P 500 up 22. After the Bell, shares of another major retailer, Nordstrom, jumped 11 percent. Its quarterly earnings, revenue, and sales were better than anticipated, and profit forecasts for the year rose. Supermarket owner Kroger will start testing grocery deliveries by driverless Toyota Prius cars. It will just be one store, Fry's Food Store in Scottsdale, Arizona. Walmart is also testing autonomous car deliveries, the idea to reduce the cost to the buyer. And the SEC is reportedly investigating Tesla to see if Elon Musk's tweet about possibly taking the company private was aimed at hurting short sellers. Stephanie Shelton, CNBC.
2: Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's bring you the fall hunting classic with all the latest gear and the lowest prices of the year. You can trade in your old gear for even more savings. Earn up to $100 in club points. Plus, take advantage of free hunting seminars and kids' activities. Don't miss the world's greatest hunting show and sale, the Fall Hunting Classic, August 10th through the 26th. Visit BassPro.com and Cabela's.com for more information. We've all got places to go, from work to play.
4: Morning to night, it's go, 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 and then go some more. We go for music, movies, workouts, and checkouts. It's quite the busy little schedule we've got going. And we need something to keep up with it all, to keep up with life on the go, that's where Valero top-tier certified quality fuel comes in. It keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. So you can get right back to going. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com.
2: Wet & Wild Palm Springs is the one where you get big water park fun yeah dive into all the action-packed thrills with exciting rides slippery slides cool water adventures and so many ways to just chill so get everyone together and get to wet and wild palm springs for unlimited fun get a season pass buy now get a free ticket for a friend and more all for just 64.99 at wetandwildpalmsprings.com or at food for less offer ends soon park open daily NBC News Radio. I'm Tom Roberts. President Trump is praising Aretha Franklin after her passing today in Detroit at the age of 76. She's brought joy to millions of lives and her extraordinary legacy will thrive and inspire many generations to come. At the start of a cabinet meeting today,
5: Trump offered Mormon's best wishes and sympathies to Aretha's family. Meanwhile, former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama released a statement on Aretha's death saying, America has no royalty, but we do have a chance to earn something more enduring. The city of Detroit is celebrating the life of the Queen of Soul. Although Aretha Franklin was born in Memphis, she was raised mostly in Detroit. Former White House aide Amorosa Manigault Newman is releasing another phone recording she secretly made. The tape reportedly has Eric Trump's wife Lara offering Amorosa a $15,000 a month job after she was asked to leave the White House. Police now say nearly 100 people overdosed in New Haven, Connecticut over the past 2 days. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio.
2: If you or a loved one was seriously injured in an accident with a semi-truck or an 18-wheeler truck, you need to act fast. I'm attorney Daniel Rudbari. I know how to fight truck companies. Call me 800-325-1454 for your free consultation. 800-325-1454. Truck accident cases are different than an auto versus auto accident. There are so many more issues involved when dealing with a truck accident case. There are federal regulations and state regulations, several different companies that may be involved. I can immediately gather the evidence, get you the medical care you need with no deductible and no copay to you, and get you the compensation and the money you deserve for your injuries. And if there's no recovery, there's no fees charged to you. I'm attorney Daniel Rudwari, I know how to fight truck companies call me 800-325-1454 for your free consultation 800-325-1454
0: Do you want exposure for your business or organization? Check out Digital Network Advertising. Digital Network Advertising is where businesses display your ad inside their building. You can choose your marketing sites or jump on the DNA system and advertise with all participants. Your slide holds the virtual billboard for 14 seconds and is displayed three times an hour. It's a novel way to be seen, be discovered, and to be remembered. Digital Network Advertising. Networks in Redlands and Yucaipa. Call 909-222-9293 for introductory pricing. That's 909-222-9293.
2: If you're looking for a full or part-time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. KCAA is the only station in the IE that broadcasts on three frequencies, so advertisers receive three ads for one low rate. This makes KCAA a must-buy for every local business. If you're interested in a sales position with us, email CEO at kcaaradio.com. KCAA, where every day is a great day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the greatest real estate investment show ever. Here's the flip-flop investor
5: himself, Todd Bayer. Well, hey, everyone. How are we doing out there today? This is the Flip-Flop Investor Show, and I am your host. Todd Bayer, the flip-flop investor himself. For those of you that don't know, we get together every week and we talk about real estate investing here in the Lynn Empire. And uh, this week, usually what we do is we have a guest on that's going to come in here and uh, spill their guts about all their secrets about how they do what they do in the business. But uh, today, you get me. You get just me, and I'm going to be taking live calls. So here's the way it works. If you got a question about real estate investing... You call in, and uh, the number to call in is 909-792-5222. And when you call this number, the gentleman will pick up the phone and welcome you to, the, uh, to KCAA, and then he will put you through, and as long as you're the next caller in line, I will take your call. If it's about real estate investing, uh, we, can, uh, we can talk about it. It'll be fun. Uh, you can also text your questions. If you have a question, you can text it to 951 790 Two one nine seven. Again, if you want to call in, that call in number is 909-792-5222, and if you want to text a question, you can text it to 951-790-2197. So I had a couple questions to get started today, um, and these are some pretty common questions that people ask me. Um, number one, people want to know, and I guess I don't tell it enough. People want to know how I got started in real estate, and I got started actually working for my mom. Uh, She was a real estate appraiser. She retired last year, uh, and uh, she'd been doing it for quite a few years. I don't think she wants me to tell anybody how long she'd been doing it, but uh, it was more than a few decades. (laughs) So um, she'd been doing it a while. Started out in Ventura County, then when we moved to Riverside in '93, uh, or Riverside County in 1993. Uh, she started doing it out here, focusing exclusively on Merino Valley. Um, and at that time, I was this was 2005. I was working out in Huntington Beach, uh, going down the financial planner route, where I was trying to become a financial planner. And uh, I wasn't great at it. I was like 22 years old, and I didn't really know. Uh, I didn't really know how to talk to people who were going to be retiring soon. And I had no frame of reference to kind of get them to move towards uh, these retirement plans we were trying to get them into. So I was having a hard time with it. And one day I called my mom just to see how she's doing. And she tells me that she's crazy busy. Because if some of you out there remember in 2005, real estate uh, was on the crazy upswing out here. And we had all kinds of uh, (laughs) interesting loan products available. So there were a lot of people refinancing their homes at this time. And a lot of people were buying homes. A lot of people were buying homes that shouldn't have been buying homes. (laughs) But uh, nonetheless, whenever you buy a home, traditionally, you're going to have to get an uh, appraisal uh, if you're getting a standard mortgage. So the lender is going to require an appraisal to be done. And once uh, once you have the appraisal done, then you close your loan, assuming everything comes in at value, and you go from there. Well, my mom had a ton of these appraisal assignments coming in because, uh, of the way the market was going at that time. And she had some good contracts with some of the local banks in Reno Valley. So she had a lot of them submitting appraisal assignments on a daily basis. And she tells me she's turning away like seven appraisal assignments a week, which, you know, is pretty, pretty good amount of, uh, of, uh, volume there. So I asked her if there's anything I could do to maybe, you know, increase her efficiency or something. And I knew nothing about real estate other than what I'd read about in like Rich Dad Poor Dad. And so she uh, she said, yeah, well, I've always wanted to bring on appraiser trainees and uh, and train them because that's one thing she always wanted to do was train other people to become an appraiser. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with how, how it works to become an appraiser, you first have to uh, take your classes, then you take your test. Once you pass, you get your appraiser trainee license. Once you have an appraiser trainee license, you then have to work, uh, and I believe it's 2,000 hours underneath a licensed appraiser uh, in order to become a licensed full on appraiser yourself, where you can work independently. So it's tough for these trainees after they've gotten their training license to be able to uh, become an appraiser on their own. So they, um, yeah, they have a hard time finding an appraiser that's willing to train them. So we, uh, we ended up interviewing a ton of people. And really, we we're looking for people that didn't need the income right away because it's not something you're going to make a ton of money at first. Uh, but then also somebody that you know was flexible with their schedule and things like that. So we uh, we brought on these appraisers and you know started doing appraisal work, and we were able to take on more assignments and started growing the business a bit. But uh, you know that that uh, that that basically went for a good a good year and a half is when we finally got to the point where like. Yeah, well, you know, we want to try dipping our toe into real estate investing a little bit. My grandmother had passed away and left us a little bit of inheritance, and my mom said, "This is money. I'd like to invest in real estate. I've always wanted to invest, and I uh, just never have." So we uh, we decided let's uh, let's start looking into investing in property. So we found a house. Uh, actually, we found uh, that we figured out the best method for us was going to be investing in trustees sale because there's deals going to sale every single day on the trustee sale. This is where people have lost their home to foreclosure and uh, the bank is selling it publicly. On, and at this time it was at the courthouse steps in Riverside. So we would, uh, I would go down there every single day and you had to have cashier's checks in hand in order to buy these. You can't get a loan or anything like that. So we would uh, bring all the cashier's checks with us and uh, you know, bid on every single property that was up for sale that we wanted to buy and for a good three months, I bid on, on properties every single day and never got one. I was always outbid by the uh, by the big dogs that are out there at the uh, trustee sale. And some of you I know pretty well now, <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys would uh, always outbid me. So I, uh, you know, I just got tenacious and kept going and going and going. And then eventually, I pulled one of you guys aside and asked you, uh, "Are we? Are, are you going to let me get one today?" You know and he said, you know what? And I said, look, man, I just want to get one house. And that's it. I, I'm, I'm probably going to be gone for six months working on it before I even get back to you know, here again to buy another one. So I'm no real competitor. So he says, all right, let's take a look at what you got. What, what are you going to bid on today? So I show him my list and we compare notes. And he says, you know what? I wasn't really wanting to buy this one right here, uh, but I have to place a bid, but my my bid is way lower than your max. So uh, so go ahead. I'll, I won't bid on this one. I'll, I'll make my minimum bid. And then I won't bid after that. And nobody else is going to buy it. I don't already know. So, so I said, okay, well, let's try it. So, you know, we did and we bid on it and lo and behold, it, it worked out. Nobody else bid. And I uh, ended up getting the property. So, uh, yeah, that was basically how I got my start was the first, uh, was buying it at a trustee sale and that property, we ended up having to go talk to the owner and, Uh, Or the former owner, I guess, because now that we had bought it at the trustee sale, it wasn't hers anymore. So we went down there and talked to the lady and said, You know, I'm sure you were aware this was (laughs) going to happen. Your house went to sale and we were the high bidder. So we've now taken ownership of the house and want to help you, you know, move and move on to your, you know, the next situation you want to get into. So uh, we offered her, you know, what a lot of people in the business call cash for keys. This is where you you know, offer money in exchange for them to move out of the property in a timely manner. So, and it's, you know, meant to help out with moving costs and, uh, you know, making a first and last month's rent dep- rent deposit or something like that. So uh, we offered cash for keys and, you know, said, if you're out by this date, we'll give you this amount. And um, yeah, they, they agreed. They said they'd be out. And we actually showed up that day and we said, you know, for every day you're not out, we're going to penalize you $100. So I don't know if they thought we were kidding or what, but we showed up the day they were supposed to be out, and they weren't out. And, uh, you know, so I said, well, you know, when do you think you're going to be out? And they said, you know, we'll definitely.
0: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.
5: I'd be out tomorrow and I said, okay, I'll bring cash with me and uh, we'll, we'll make the trade there. So showed up the next day you know they had everything out of the place and they were ready to go and so we exchanged the keys for the cash and uh off we went and uh, that was pretty much the first time i'd ever dealt with a construction project on my own too so hiring subcontractors and uh dealing with all that mess was you know a bit of a headache so but i learned the hard way and finally got through it and uh you know probably overspent quite a bit of money on that house but we ended up selling that one in january of 2007 uh, so that was actually the first exit I ever had, and then, you know, I guess fortunately for me, I wasn't really good at finding properties, finding deals at that time because I was brand new in the business. So uh, I didn't really uh, find any new, any more deals to buy after uh, after that one sold. So I kind of got lucky and didn't end up losing houses in the uh, in the downturn because I couldn't find any. So um, once property started going down, uh, we started buying rental properties. And um, yeah, so before I go on to that question, I will uh, just remind everybody that what we're doing today is a call-in show. So if you want to talk to me about something that's on your mind in real estate investing, uh, you can call in. The number to call in here is 909-792-5222. Again, that number is 909-792-5222. You can also text a question, and that is 951- seven nine zero two one nine seven so that's if you want to text you can text a question to nine five one seven nine zero two one nine seven uh we got a question from the peanut gallery out here we got uh, one here it says how is the market for flipping now at this time well the market's good right now for flipping especially in the inland empire uh if you're trying to buy houses out this way you're uh you're still looking at buying houses less than you can get in the coastal counties uh so a lot of people that are that have been flipping out in orange county la county san diego ventura you know they're starting to move inland because this is where the deals are now you know out there they're starting to get lower uh yields on their or or lower returns on their investments so they can't buy them at the same pricing plus we're really starting to see a lot of uh flattening out of pricing out in that way. So, um, you know, the prices are starting to come down, you know, from based on where the where the house was listed originally to where it's now selling it's, you know, they're, they're all taking uh, price drops at this point. So uh, out here in the empire, we're, we're not taking price drops just yet. You know, we're, um, especially in the affordable housing range, if you're trying to sell a luxury property out here, it might take you a little while, uh, but if you're, uh, if you're trying to sell an affordable home and this is, you know, going to be something from the 300 to like $450,000 range, uh, that's going to be, you know, a pretty quick escrow at this point. So flipping still a good market, but you know, I'm at this point kind of setting a date of when we can expect to see another, you know, recession, like housing bubble burst type thing out here. And I'm, I'm thinking probably sometime around the end of summer, 2020. And that's assuming everything kind of keeps going the way it's going. Uh, what does that mean for me? I, am I, you know, right now I am slowing down what I'm doing in single family, and that's, you know, that means I'm not trying to buy as many. I'm only trying to buy the ones that are actually going to produce a good return. I'm not not willing to take chances on any, and not willing to risk, uh, you know, the potential market upswing, <laughs> you know, as as a means of, of generating profit. You know, we're only buying the deals now that make absolute sense to us and are going to pay a decent return so got another question uh here it says where is the home market going up or down for buying and selling well i guess i sort of touched on that a little bit and uh you know it's going to go up for a little bit you know we're still we still get that uh, that nice thing that happens here in the Olympic empire a lot of people that are starting that want to buy out in orange county and la county uh they're realizing that they're priced out so you know that and also there's low inventory you know it's hard for them to actually get a house still so the uh, you know they're starting to move inland it happens every single cycle we see it where these people now want to buy a home and they want land they don't want to be able to touch their neighbor's hand outside their window and uh, hey yeah they start coming out to the UN empire and so we're seeing that already happening because, you know, if you try to buy a regular two-bedroom, one-bath house in Los Angeles, you're going to be in the $700,000 price range. But out this way, in the Illinois Empire, there's certainly areas where you can get it for in the 300000 still. So getting that same house for half the price is very attractive to a lot of people, you know, when you want to save money because, you know, there's a lot of people that live out, live here in the Illinois Empire, but they work out in Orange and L.A. counties. And, you know, the wages don't change just because you live in L.A. County. You get paid the same that everybody else does, except you're bringing your money this way. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that question. And just a reminder, in case anybody doesn't know, we are taking your calls live on the air today. So don't be shy. Just call in and uh, give me your your uh, your questions about the real estate investing. Uh, if you want the number to call in is 909-792-5222. You can call at seven nine. Uh, sorry, you can call nine zero nine seven nine two 5222 or you can text. That's uh 951 790 2197. Again, the uh, text in number is 951 790 2197. Okay, so other questions that I get frequently from people are other things like uh, people ask me where do you find your deals? And this is a big common question. It's the biggest question most people have when they're in real estate investing. And because without deals, you got nothing in this business, so where do I get my deals? and uh, you know i I don't actually directly market for any of them. All my deals come in through referrals at this point. Um, but how you know where did I get started? I talked about it earlier. It was in the trustee sale world. Uh, that's where I found my first deal, but I only bought one deal that way. Every other deal I've gotten since then has been more or less through a realtor or a wholesaler so you know, I meet lots of realtors and, you know, a lot of them know that I'm a real estate investor. So when I meet a real estate agent, I explain to them what I do and, you know, if they want, they can find deals for me. And once they do, they can send them my way. And if we buy them, great. And uh, if we don't, then, you know, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I basically get my deals through the agents and uh, through the wholesalers and they... Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot that goes behind that question. It's a pretty, pretty big question. But yeah, that's that's the most. That's a pretty common question that I get is how I find the deals. Another question I got here from the uh, from the studio audience here. We have how or where do I go if I want to get involved in real estate investing, flipping, et cetera, And who do I talk to? Well, that's an easy question uh, because where you want to go. And I'm sure I'm being set up for this, but <laughs> where you want to go is the Illinois Empire Real Estate Investment Club. Uh, for those of you who've never been, uh, the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club is the largest uh, real estate investment club here in the Inland Empire. Uh, in fact, it's the second largest in Southern California now, uh, where we have every month a big monthly meeting where we have a bunch of investors in the room. And we just kind of commiserate. We all talk about what's going on in our lives and uh, you know network together. It doesn't sound that exciting, but if you want to find the right people to, to work with, they're all there. You know, all the all the big players that I know that uh, aren't some institution are there in that room every single month. And uh, they, yeah, they basically get together, talk about real estate investing, and uh, they, uh, they, we all have a good time. So uh, that's every fourth Wednesday. So this month, that's actually going to be next week on Wednesday, and that is the 22nd of, uh, of August. So that would be, yeah, the 22nd. It starts at 6 p.m. We're at the Mission Inn in Riverside. So uh, come on down. You can find more information on the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club on meetup.com. So go to meetup.com and look up Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. You'll find us. We have over 4,000 members on there now. We just crossed over the 4,000 barrier this month. Pretty exciting. We also do two other meetings. uh, Well, one other meeting. I'm sorry. We do two other meetings each month. We do three all together, Right now, we're going to be adding another one here pretty soon. But on the first Wednesday of the month, uh, we do a um, we do what's called a cash flow game. Where at the uh, roundtable pizza in Highland, uh, we play a board game called Cash Flow. This is a board game created by Robert Kiyosaki, and it's very similar to Monopoly. So anybody that's ever played Monopoly, you know it's pretty basic. This this one you kind of actually play like your real real estate investor where you have, a, you have an occupation, you know, say you're an airline pilot or a doctor or a janitor or a teacher, they have all these different occupations that you can be, and you get a certain salary based upon those and that occupation, and then you also, um, uh, with the occupation, you have a certain salary, and then you have certain uh, obligations, so you might have kids, you might have school costs, bills, things like that that you have to pay each month, so... Um, and then you have to figure out how you're going to invest in real estate. You get presented with deals throughout the game, and you have to negotiate with other players. It's a lot of fun. We have a good time with that one. Um, starting in September, we are charging $10 for that because we do provide pizza and soft drinks and water and such. So uh, that'll be $10 starting in September. Uh, and that next one is going to be on September 5th. So, yeah, if you're going to be uh, you know looking for something to do, September 5th is the day to be at the Highland... Uh, <laughs> the Highland uh, Roundtable Pizza So you can play cash flow with us and we get a pretty good turnout there That's hosted by another one of our hosts His name is Caesar Roldan uh, And caesar has been a guest on the show before uh, So then the other meeting we do Every month we do a Saturday morning coffee This is a uh, It's always hosted the Saturday before The main monthly meeting So since the monthly meeting is on the 22nd this month uh, Then we are going to be doing The Saturday morning coffee in a couple of days On the 18th So uh, we do that at 8 o'clock in the morning at Arcade Coffee Roasters in Riverside off of uh, Chicago and University. Uh, again, you can find all the information for this on meetup.com. The uh, the coffee event is just a basic networking event. You get together with people who can't always make it to the midweek, the, to the Wednesday meeting because some people have to work Wednesday evenings. I know we get a lot of people that work in healthcare. Uh, that come on the weekends because they can't come because they're working a you know, 24-hour shift or something on uh, that Wednesday. So, yeah, come on down to the uh, Saturday Morning Coffee this Saturday and meet me and a couple of the other characters that we have inside the club. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, also beginning in September on that one. We'll be charging, uh, at least t- tentatively, we're going to be charging $10 uh, for that one. Currently it's free to get in. So uh, you don't have to pay if you go this weekend, but possibly next month we'll be charging $10 a month uh, because we are launching a new uh, membership Um, element to the club which we're going to announce at the main monthly meeting this month but I guess you guys are getting it early you're hearing the information now so we're going to have a new membership uh, uh, element to the club where uh, members are going to be able to have access to certain benefits uh, within the club and access to the other members of the club through a member directory Uh, these are things we've been asked for in the past, but then we've been told by a lot of people they don't want to get spammed. So we've been kind of, you know, talked out of it. Uh, but we found that doing it through this membership way would be a good way to do it. Plus, you know, we need people's support. The club isn't meant to make money for us. It's just meant to be able to support itself. And, you know, we have food and drinks at these, at these events. So (laughs) those things cost money. The venues cost money. We're not trying to, you know, get rich on this thing, but, uh, Yeah, the basic monthly membership is going to be $19 a month, which is actually $11 cheaper than it currently costs to attend the main monthly meeting, and that will get you into all three, the the cash flow, the uh, coffee, and the main monthly meeting. That will get you in for all three of those for only $19. Or you could pay individually $10, $10, and $30 for the main meeting if you want to uh, go that route. But we uh, we figure a lot of people are going to go that way, and what we're hoping is that it's going to be sort of like where – people, uh, treat it like a gym membership and, uh, they don't always go, you know, we're hoping that the people that don't always go are just there kind of supporting their club in, you know, in their absence to let other people get into the, uh, the meeting for a discounted price. Uh, yeah. So that's going to start. Uh, we're going to mention it first time at the club on uh, next Wednesday, the 22nd. So come on out to the mission end to check us out there. Go to meetup.com to look up more information on the Inland Empire real estate investment club, and for those of you that are just now tuning in, we are doing a live call-in show. We had a caller a few moments ago, but uh, looks like they got cold feet, you know? So <laughs> we didn't want that call, I guess. But the, uh, the uh, way you call in is you just dial the number. Call, call in to 909-792-5222. Again, that's 909-792-5222. I will answer your question about investing in real estate live on the air. And uh, if you want to text your question, you can do that too. All you have to do is dial 95 or text your question to 951. And why can't I find this number? I just had it written down. There it is. 951-790-2197. Again, you can text your question to 951-790-2197. And I will answer your question live on the air. It'll be a lot of fun for you, and it'll be a lot of fun for me, because talking to myself isn't as exciting, believe me. Um, so yeah, call in, 909-792-5222, or text your question to 951-790-2197. Uh, so let's move on to some more questions that I get a lot. Um, you know, we did kind of go over some economics. We got went over some... Uh, Basics about how I got into the business, but uh, a lot of people like to ask me other things. Like, you know, how do I even contact a realtor? Like, how do you find these people? There are realtors that uh, <laughs> there are realtors that uh, are all over the place, and you can, you know, if you still know, have a, a yellow pages, you can take that and uh, call the yellow pages and call the uh, agents in there, or you can, uh, or you can go on to the internet, obviously, and look up, you know, realtors in your area, you know, look up your zip code, look up wherever you're trying to find deals, look up realtors and give them a call. There's no limit on how many realtors you can call to talk about real estate with. So call as many as you want, call as many as as you're uh, capable of handling in a day. So uh, that's a lot of fun. We did get a call, so we should probably switch over to line one and take this call. Let's switch on over. Hello, you're on the air.
6: Yeah, hi, Todd. How are
5: you doing? Doing good. How are you? What's your name and where are you calling from?
6: Uh, This is Judy.
5: Oh, Judy. Very nice talking to you. Yes.
6: Where
5: are you calling from? And
6: I'm uh, calling from Anaheim
5: area. Anaheim. Okay. A little ways out. Didn't know we went that far. You must be listening on the internet at kcaaradio.com.
6: Yes, I am. And I have three big questions to ask you.
5: Three questions. All right. Yes.
6: Yes. We're first time out looking for uh, a, to buy a house because uh, we're in a small apartment at this time, and we want to come into the Inland Empire area. We have no children yet, but we have two Great Danes, big, big, big dogs. Okay. okay? And looking for the first time out, the budget's around three fifty, three seventy five. What are the three biggest things that a new person looking for a new house, what are the three things that they should look for?
5: Three big things for a person to look for that has two great Danes and lives in they're they're in an apartment right now and they're looking to move into a house. So, yeah. Okay. So what are we trying to decide for these people? Okay. So, this person would need to first make sure they're they're prequalified for the house that they're trying to buy. So mm-hmm. I'd first work with a uh, real estate uh, lender, a lender out this way that understands what you're trying to buy and they can pre-qualify you because when you submit your offer to go purchase a home, you're going to need a prequalification letter from a lender. And most people are going to want to see some kind of underwriting approval to go along with that because, you know, buy, uh, sellers can be a little choosy at this point. There's a lot of buyers still out this way. So, have your pre-qualification ready to go. Next, you know, make sure you're ordering a home inspection report and going through that thing very thoroughly. Uh, when the when a person's selling their home to you, you have this option to inspect the home. And when you do that, inspect the home and read through that inspection report. There's going to be all kinds of things they're going to call out in there. Plus, you should walk the property yourself and look for things that weren't called out in the inspection report because you need to fix those things. So when you fill out your request for repairs, uh, when you're going to purchase, uh, you need to put down every single thing you want repaired. Uh, we've seen some lists that come through to us that are pretty lengthy. Sometimes people put in strange requests. People ask us to put in a pool, stuff like that. And, you know, we can, <laughs> we can kindly decline those things, which we usually do. But uh, mm-hmm. if there's things like, you know, the, the uh, light switch doesn't work in the garage or something, it might've been over, you know, something we didn't catch. So if you guys catch it, Yeah, definitely put that on there, but make sure you include everything because if you miss some stuff, uh, that might be your last chance to have the former seller uh, take care of those expenses for you before you move in. And I guess lastly, third thing that you should be looking out for or third thing you should be prepared with when you're moving in, um, that's a good question. I I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head that you should be prepared for.
6: Well then let me ask you this question. When you do the walkthrough for the inspection mm-hmm. and then you do another one by yourself or your partner who's ever with you, mm-hmm. instead of just writing them down, should they take photographs of what they found?
5: It would help. You know, if you say if you tell me the, the light switch at the room <laughs> in the room in the middle of the hall, I may not know exactly which one you're talking about. So photos help. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually when you get an inspection report there's going to be photos to go along with every correction they call out in there so whenever we get an inspection report there's usually a bunch of redlined items on the inspection report that say you know the light switch doesn't work in the second bedroom you know and they'll have Mm -hmm. a picture of it and that way you can kind of say okay this is the one they're talking about Uh, yeah so pictures do help okay and then the uh,
6: other thing about the inspection me, the four things that came to my mind immediately, one is the septic tanks mm-hmm. that, that they have to make sure everything is flowing like it should, check all the wiring through the whole house, inside or outside, mm-hmm. like on your patio or your front porch or whatever. Uh, the other thing that I thought about is when you walk through, the way I think about it, turn on the faucets and the sinks, turn the water on in the bathtubs or the showers.
5: That's absolutely it, right. It
6: is, you know, any kind of leaks or anything going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then also they have an attic or a cellar if you could get in there and double-check everything.
5: Sure, yeah, and the inspector that we, we hire anyway, uh, if there's a crawl space or an attic or anything like that, they go up in those attics, they go down in those crawl spaces, which is something most homeowners probably don't really want to do. You don't usually mm-hmm. bring your uh, your uh, hazard suit with you to uh, <laughs> to crawl under these things. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, spiders and what not under these uh, homes and in the attics? So, you know, unless you mm-hmm. really enjoy the company of uh, insects like that, then uh, yeah, leave it up to the professionals. But um, yeah, they will, they'll go under and they'll check the um, all the, all the joists under the house, you know, to make sure that there's no uh, structural integrity issues and things like that. They'll go up in the attic, check all your trusses and uh, your insulation mm-hmm. up there. They'll check all that stuff to uh, to make sure it's all compliant with modern building codes and you mentioned the septic Uh, septic tank is a big one you know these are some these are things that often get forgotten about by a lot of people and uh, you can call out a septic tank company before you list your property and they can give you a certification on it that's something we do on every single house that we have that has a septic tank because you're going to be one or the other either septic or sewer Mm -hmm. if you're on sewer you're lucky you know because that means you don't really have much uh much to worry about but if you're on sewer i mean I'm septic then you're going to have uh you're gonna have to get that thing certified. So
6: All right. yeah. and I have one more question. Sure. All right. All right. Now you walk in and you see carpeting in every room. Okay. Except the kitchen. Hopefully there's not carpeting it's in the kitchen. It's an odd
5: place for carpet, yeah.
6: Yes. And if you wanted that carpeting removed and put it back to the the wood floors or the tile mm-hmm. that you know that people have, can you put that in the request to the homeowner to do it or is it easier for the new people coming in to do it themselves
5: it wouldn't be a typical thing you'd call out on an inspection on a request for repairs but you know there's no reason why you can't because the seller ultimately decides if they're going to do it or not and if you say if you do this i'm buying for sure if you don't do it i'm walking i mean you can use that as a negotiation tactic and uh Mm -hmm. you know get the seller to possibly do some things that you'd like um you know, you you want to be specific with some with a request like that. Like, I want to take up this carpet and put in this specific type of flooring, or whatever you want to do. So, I'd be very mm-hmm. specific with what you want. But yeah, the seller is under no obligation to uh, humor any of your <laughs> any of your requests. They can say no to all of them, and it's up to you okay. to decide if you want to still go through with it. You can always renegotiate your price at this point too. You know, we get we get stuff like that when we go to sell properties all the time.
6: I was wondering about that. And then the other thing that just crossed my mind, another good thing for people that they're going into a new area Mm -hmm. or a new town or city, whatever you want to call it, even before you start looking at the houses, you know, drive through all the areas, you know, see like the schools and the playgrounds and so on and so on and so on. Now, that would be another very good idea for somebody to take that time before they fall in love with a house. And then hate the
5: town, right? Right, yeah. Definitely go there during the times you expect to be there. You know, go there on the weekends to see what the street looks like. Um, You know, maybe even go there one evening just to kind of hang out for a half hour or something to kind of see what the neighborhood's like at night. Make sure that your new neighbor isn't going to be the uh, neighborhood party animal (laughs) that's going to be the one, (laughs) you know, throwing all their parties with the DJ every single night. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you've definitely heard these horror stories. Uh, and you can ask the seller sometimes they'll they will be honest with you about this stuff. Like, you know, what's the neighborhood really like at night? Do you have any n- neighbors that are problems, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, of course, when you first move in, you should probably get to know your neighbors so you can, you know, tell them like, Hey, if you ever have a problem with me making too much noise, here's my, my phone number and do the same, you know, exchange those numbers so you can say, I don't want to call the cops on you, but if it's Tuesday night and I'm trying to sleep and you guys are having some big party, <laughs> You know, expect to hear from me before I call in. and if, Well, you know,
6: they'll probably call in because they got upset because they weren't invited to the party.
5: Yeah, it's probably true. You know? Right? So it's, it's the only nice thing you can do, right? Invite your neighbors mm-hmm. to your parties.
6: <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you told me quite a lot of good information.
5: Well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. And, yeah, hopefully we'll hear from you again sometime soon.
6: Okay, thank you. <laughs>
5: Take care. All right. We also got a, uh, while we were on the phone there, we got a text question that came in. So, uh, I had somebody text me about seven minutes ago. I have about 50 to $75,000 cash to invest in real estate. What would be the best way to start rental property, land, house flip, you know, that's uh it's a tough question to add, to answer because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ways you can invest in real estate and 50 to $70,000 is a pretty good start. So you know, you can invest in flips. Um, you'd probably want to get a hard money lender to help lend you the, the rest of the money that you're going to need to finish that that property. Because let's say you're going to purchase the property for $100,000. You need to put $30,000 into it to renovate it. You know, you need 130 plus some closing costs, plus, you know, some, uh, some padding in there. So, you know, you might want to have about 150 total. So if you have 70, that goes a long way. And a lender is going to be able to Lend you some money. So I would find some hard money lenders out this way. There are a couple really good ones um, Out this way, you might want to call uh, rehab loan group They're a really good company that definitely knows what they're doing out this way you can talk to Ryan Raven out there um, Or you could call up. There's other ones, you know as well uh, You know, I can't think of anybody to call off the top of my head because You know, they're available online look up hard money lenders in whatever area you're trying to find Flipping's a good way to do it. Uh, Like I said, we still do have a couple, like a good year or so to make money in in flipping in Southern California, Inland Empire. Uh, But then doing rentals is a good thing to do too. I mean, if you can find them, that's going to be the hard thing to do out here in in the Inland Empire right now is if you're trying to find a good rental that produces a good return month over month, you're going to have to go someplace, you know, a little further away. Like we're talking some of the further reaches of the high desert. You have to go out towards like, uh, Desert Hot Springs 29 Palms you know Joshua Tree uh, Or go even further out Towards like Blythe uh, You can find some good Rental property out that way That'll produce a decent return But You know Your returns that you want to earn On a rental Is That's your choice You know I can't tell you what you should make On a rental But You know For me I kind of want to make at least 10% on my money So if I'm going to do a uh, If I'm going to do a, a Rental out that way I uh, yeah, yeah I'd like to do at least a ten percent return per year, and that's net when i'm when I'm talking about a rental property, you want to take your uh, annualized cap rate, which for me would be a ten percent return and I'd like to you know pay all my expenses each month like my uh, maintenance any repairs and expenses uh, and then I'd have to also include my my uh um, my maintenance, my utilities things like that. I want to include that in that cost ratio, which I usually work out to be about thirty five percent on a single family house. Uh, And it depends on what you're paying for utilities. Obviously there's changes from property to property, but yeah, I like to net out about a 10% return on a rental. They're out there. There's not a lot of them right now because pricing is high. So when prices are high and rents haven't gone up at the same proportion that uh, pricing has, it's going to change your, uh, your outcome. So uh, another thing people do with, with money like that, sometimes they find an operator uh, and they partner up with them. You know, maybe I know a guy that's got, you know, another $70,000. You got 70,000. He knows what to do. He can go find these properties. No problem. You know, I can find these properties or whatever. And we got the money. We just put it together, form a little partnership. You know, you can form it as a, there's all kinds of ways to form it. Really. Uh, you can do it as a partnership, trust, LLC, corporation, however you really want to structure it. Uh, obviously talk to your we uh, go professional before uh, <laughs> before going down that road. You want to make sure you have your contracts in place there, because partnerships have been known to uh, go haywire in the past. So yeah, um, you can part- partner up with somebody and find a deal. Do it all kinds of different ways. You could even get into a larger pool of people. Say you find ten people that have you know seventy thousand dollars sitting around. You can get all of them to put their money together and go buy some kind of big commercial property or something along those lines. It's always a good way to do it. Uh, you know, find somebody again, that is a good operator and you can find these partners, these types of people to work with at the Illinois empire real estate investment club. So if you, uh, if you're not currently attending the club, uh, yeah, come on down to the Illinois empire real estate investment club and meet some of these people to partner up with. It's a great place to go to meet the people that have the deals. Cause you know, if you have money, it means you don't have to invest the time. So, uh, it's a good way to, you know, get into real estate investing quickly if you have cash. So yeah, I definitely recommend that. All right. So that was it for the text question. I think, and I think I covered it. If I didn't, you can always text in another one, but I got another question. What do we got?
4: Hi, I'm your, uh, your board op, Nick. I'm a long time listener. First time caller. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Um, <laughs> good to talk to you on the air for once. <laughs> I, yeah, right, right. I finally have the opportunity. Awesome. Um, so uh, this isn't really necessarily about um well I guess it's about investing in in a in a sense but uh my situation is I I'm 33 years old I'm married mm-hmm. Uh we currently rent an apartment and we don't I don't know if we necessarily make the amount of money to move into a house yet but that's obviously a goal of ours eventually Mhm. Uh, that's why we haven't gotten kids yet. Okay. We want to. We we want to. You know, get it. We we don't want to raise a child in 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 a small apartment that's made for literally just two people. I hear you. So, my question is: since I'm completely ignorant to that whole world, um, you know, I I largely lived in apartments my entire life. What is what is probably, in your opinion, the bare minimum to make annually? In order to afford a house oh okay and it doesn't even have to be a big house it just you just know a house yeah. just a house exactly now
5: are you thinking like a two-bedroom house at least
4: yeah probably about yeah two maybe three bedroom uh we'll start with two do you know, do you know like what area you might want to live in um we sure like it here in redlands well yeah everybody loves it here yeah, in redlands. It's, it's it's true <laughs> yeah not not nowhere not san bernardino that's for sure
5: yeah i have no offense okay yeah, so, okay, if you want to move to Redlands, uh, that's going to be a little bit more expensive, obviously, than moving to some of the surrounding areas, Yucaipa, mm. Cherry Valley. Oh, is you know. not bad either, actually. U- yeah, is a good area. It's definitely coming up. Uh, I know some good people that live out in Yucaipa. Um You know, some people that might have even submitted some questions today. Uh, but, yeah, they... Uh, they uh, yeah, the surrounding areas you're going to find better deals. Uh, and really, when it comes down to buying a house, it's all about what you can afford. And you know, most people would probably say that you shouldn't spend more than like a third of what you make per month. So I, I don't want to hazard to guess what you make per month unless you're really comfortable sharing that on the air. But
4: I'm not good at math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> um,
5: let's assume you know the average income currently in you know in the Illinois Empire is something like I think. 56,000 or something like that is the current average household income. So if we took 56,000 and uh, divided that by, uh, I'm sorry, multiplied by a third, 56,000 times one third, and I messed up, pressed the wrong button, uh, times a third, 56,000 works out to be 18,666 divided by 12, monthly payment of 15,55,55. 55. So let's put that in our financial calculator here. And then we're gonna assume you get an interest rate right now of like four and a half percent, making that kind of a payment. So that that affords you a three hundred seven thousand dollar loan, okay. which can be done. You know, in in, in, in uh, the Illinois Empire, you can take advantage of some of these loan programs that allow you to put down as little as like three percent on a purchase. Uh, and so three percent on a purchase would mean you buy something around, you know, three hundred twenty thousand somewhere around there. And so, yeah, you could purchase a home for three twenty, get a loan for three oh seven or whatever that works out to be, and your payment would be about fifteen hundred fifty five. So, assuming your your annual take home, you know, between you and your wife is fifty six thousand, that's around the, there. So that's the median income, in you know, the own Empire. Uh, then you're going to be, uh, and, and don't quote me on that being the median income, by the way. I haven't, I didn't look at that number today, so uh, it's probably close Noted. to that. But yeah, so that would be uh, that, that's about the house you could afford, about three hundred seven thousand dollar loan. So the more you have to put down actually can help, you know, bring the payment down. And I don't know what you pay in rent each month, but it's possible that might even be
4: somewhere around what you're paying in rent already. It's a it's a little bit, it's a little bit more. We make we uh we I think we pay about all told about close to about a thousand a month, which is actually pretty good for this area. That's great. Yeah. You live, you live in Redlands? We, we live in Redlands. Man. Yeah. And we live in a good neighborhood too. My God. We were able to find that little, that little diamond in the rough where, you know, when we saw, when we saw the, uh, the, the, the rent for all the surrounding areas yeah. and then saw that. Yeah. We, it, it didn't take long for us to make our decision. Yeah, it makes me want to find out where you live and make an offer to that owner because <laughs> he's clearly not making enough on that building. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry.
5: I'd have to kick you out and no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you, Nick, but uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. That's actually a decent little house, but yeah, that would be more. So you got to have to supplement your income mm-hmm. somehow, or, you know, hit the boss up for a raise. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what you could do. I mean, you could always drive Uber. Some people do that yeah, these true. days. You know, they drive a Uber at Little side hustle, yeah. Some people Airbnb out their, you know, like you can Airbnb a room in your apartment or something. You know, if your home, if your apartment owner's uh, okay with that. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. So
4: you're you're basically saying with because we we do we do make around that much uh, annually. So you're you're saying with 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 that we 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 have a we have a, a shot. We have a chance.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and you'd go with like a first-time homebuyer program, you know, through FHA, and that'll give you the, you know, you can have a lower down payment, like 3%. Traditionally, a mortgage down payment would be like 20%. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that kind of savings, you know, you obviously get better rates, you know, with 20%, plus you don't have to pay mortgage insurance. Right. There's, you know, there's some extra costs that come with that 1500 a month. You're going to have to also pay property taxes, and you have to also include uh, homeowners insurance in that price. Plus, and if you have, if you're doing one of these uh, homeowner assistance programs, you're going to have mortgage insurance that you have to pay each month too. So, all those premiums get worked out. And in, in order to get a direct, exact quote on what you'd actually be paying per month, you have to talk to a lender because I don't do uh, regular homeowner loans. So, right. I'm actually a very, uh, I would, I'm not an expert in that in that <laughs> field. I'm probably even misquoting some of the, mis, the 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 new homeowner programs. But
4: I'll take it as a ballpark. Yeah,
5: it's a ballpark. You know. Purchase home for about three twenty. You can find them. There's a lot of them out in San Bernardino, but you already said you don't want to live there. Uh, so,
4: yeah. well, I'm I'm sure there's I, I'm sure there's nice areas in San Bernardino. There
5: are. Yeah, there are some nice. There actually we we've, we got a house in one of the nice areas out there that we're flipping right now. So I know
4: the I know the areas in the base of the mountain are are actually pretty nice.
5: Yeah, and yes, yeah, like when you get up towards like the uh, Cal State San Bernardino, there's some nice areas up there too. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't
4: mind living in that area.
5: They're not too bad, you know, commute wise, just everybody's going down, going south in the morning and uh, north in the evening. So that's where your traffic's going to be.
4: It's well, you know, that actually wouldn't be a a bad, a bad route to go now that I think about it because my, my, uh, my wife actually works up in the mountains. Oh, perfect. So it would, yeah, that would actually, that would actually work out a little bit better.
5: Yeah. Might be a little bit closer. Yeah. Cool. Well, like, thanks, Nick,
4: and and thank thank you.
5: Yeah, anytime. Maybe if we got some time, we'll throw another one. But we did get another question in, so we'll uh, we'll have to take this one. Let's see. It says to help pay for the house rent, a uh, room average here is five hundred dollars per month. So fifteen hundred could be a thousand for the house. Is that a statement? I'm guessing that's a statement. So to help pay for the house rent, a room average here is five hundred. Okay, so what they're saying is. You can get 500 bucks for a room average out this way. Uh, So if you have an extra room, uh, $1,500 would actually have to be 1,000 bucks a month is what you'd be paying. So yeah, very good point. Uh, So yeah, if you had another room to rent out, if you say bought a three bedroom home rather than Nick, instead of buying a two bedroom, buy a three bedroom and rent the other room out, you know, again, using something like an Airbnb or, uh, you know, even just rent it out to a college student, that another advantage of living near the college is that you have kids that want to live nearby. That's a good point. So five hundred bucks a month, and hopefully their mom and dad are paying that, you know, so they're good for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know a lot of people do that out by UCR too, you know, where they they rent out their they rent out a room or a few rooms or an entire house room by room. So you know, it's a good way to actually increase your rents on a house that you already own.
4: That's that, that's that's another thing to consider. That's another thing to think about. Yeah.
5: So, hmm. you know, and then once you have the kid, then you can you know, kick them, out. kick them out and, you know, move the kid into that room. Yeah.
4: <laughs> except the, except I'm not going to charge the kid $500 a month.
5: Ah, You should, you know, you're uh, get, it's true. Get them working right away. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll be cute. I know they will be because you're a good looking guy. So, well. you know, the, uh, the kid's going to be cute. So I'm sure they can model and bring in some of that su- supplemental income, <laughs> do some acting commercial get work. Get
4: them started young. Yeah. Get them into the radio. You know, it's a oh, good way to, go.
5: That's a great way to get into the entertainment business is starting the radio first. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just launching my career and, the uh, entertainment industry there you right go. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cool. Um, yeah. All right. So we don't have a whole lot of time. We only got a few minutes left, but uh, if anybody has any last minute questions, they just have to get in and ask me. You can call in here to the radio station here at 909-792-5222, or you can text a question to 951-790-2197. Again, you can call in to 909 909- Seven nine two five two two two, or you can text a question to nine five one seven nine zero two one nine seven. And uh, we just got the five minute warning here, so we gotta talk about something for five minutes. So let's talk about some other questions that I get frequently. Uh, nope, that wasn't a question coming in. I was looking at my phone. Uh, another. Thing I get asked about a lot. Let's see, what else do people ask me? I had all these questions written down, but I left the paper at my office like an idiot. So, um, yeah, other questions people ask me a lot would be where do I get the money to do the deals? So uh, I kind of touched on a little bit earlier with the gentleman that texted in. I'm assuming it's a gentleman. I shouldn't do that, but. Uh, The I I touched on a little bit earlier when they said they had fifty to seventy thousand because that's obviously not enough to buy a house out here anyway. You can buy some stuff out in the Midwest possibly uh, for that kind of price, but out here if you're going to be purchasing a house, you're going to need you know a good couple hundred thousand dollars probably total in order to do it. At least one hundred and fifty, I would say, to get into a flip or something. Uh, and I mentioned hard money lenders. That's that's the way a lot of people use it. If you got some money, you find a hard money lender that can fill in the you know, the majority gap of what you need to do the property to do the deal. And they're a good resource to work with because a hard money lender is going to review that deal very thoroughly. They're not going to let you get into a deal that's going to cost you money. They're not going to let you lose money because they don't want to be involved in a deal that's going to cost and lose them money. So, hard money lenders are a very good resource for that. Also, The, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there that have money, but no time, you know, we, we know a lot of investors that, you know, they have retirement accounts, things that they've been building up over years and they want to invest in real estate, but they don't have any time to find deals. So they just talk to us and we say, Hey, we've got lots of deals. Let's partner up on a deal. Or sometimes they lend money to us or, you know, we have a, we have a securities exemption. So we have a way of doing this. And, you know, I'm definitely not by any means trying to sell securities on the radio because, that would be terrible. You're not allowed to do that. So um, yeah, check with your, uh, your financial advisors and everybody before you invest in anybody's uh, real estate deals. But um, yeah, that's one way to do it, is to partner up, use other people's money. Because if, you're, if you have time, somebody else has money, that's a good partnership. It's one of the best partnerships that exists in this business, because you know, there's lots of money out there, and there's lots of deals out there, so you just have to be able to marry the two together and being creative is how you make things happen in this world, at least as an entrepreneur. So yeah, uh, that's, that's another way to do it is just partner up with somebody, find somebody with money. Um, uh, you know, there's other ways to do it. If you have really good credit and a pretty decent job, you can borrow money, get a line of credit from a bank. Uh, I have, there's a not very popular idea, which is to take out an equity line on your home, you know, and borrow money that way to uh, invest. Uh, I don't think it's a great idea because you're putting your personal residence at risk. But if you're comfortable with that risk, it's something that a lot of people do. Uh, some people also will borrow against their retirement accounts. So let's say you have a pension with the company you work for or a 401k. Oftentimes, you can contact them and uh, set up a margin account uh, with your retirement company. And uh, you can usually borrow a percentage of what you have currently invested. And it depends on what you have invested and how it's invested. But you know, at the minimum, you should be able to borrow about 50% of what your portfolio value is. Uh, so some people do that. We've actually done deals that way within my family. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to do it. But definitely the best way is to come to the Illinois Empire Real Estate Investment Club. You know, again, I can't say it enough because, yeah, I'm, I'm the co-founder. But uh, <laughs> also because it really is a great resource. We've met a ton of people there ourselves that we now do business with and do deals with and partner up with. So, uh, yeah, come on down. We have the uh, big monthly meeting coming up next week, Wednesday, the 22nd. Of August uh, we do it every every month the fourth Wednesday of the month that's not the last Wednesday of the month it's always the fourth this month there happens to be five Wednesdays in the month so uh, we're doing it on the fourth Wednesday that's the 22nd um, we'll do that at 6 p.m. at the Mission Inn uh, the cost is $30 because we do feed you and we do uh, have some beverages there available uh, and also we have the cash flow game on the first Wednesday of the month and we have the uh, we have the Saturday morning coffee coming up this Saturday at Arcade Coffee Roasters in Riverside. So come check that out as well. We'll be there at 8 o'clock in the morning, and that goes until about 10 or 11 o'clock or until people decide they don't want to be there anymore. So bring your business cards. Come on down. Go to meetup.com. Check us out, the Illinois Empire Real Estate Investment Club. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you all again next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Take care.